Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session episode number 262. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ramesh. And I'm Mako-chan. And when I went back to Radio Shack that time, I should have gone ahead and got some updated cables, but I did not think something like this was going to happen. Well, now you know. Always have a spare. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> and I'm looking in the chat room. K-chan is like, find some electrical tape. I don't have electrical tape. And she says, the headphones went poopy. These are $150 headphones. I don't want them to go poopy. But from what I've determined, it is the cabling. So I am currently holding the bulk of the cable in my hands to kind of eliminate some of the outside noise and interference until after the show when I can go on to Amazon and order replacement cables, hopefully of the gold-plated variety. Yay. Tonight, it's... Tonight is just me and Mako-chan. Um, Ari... I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. They're not as sorry as I am. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They will be. Yeah. Um, Ari is working overtime, good for him, and Ichigo, something happened at the last minute, so she couldn't make it in, but she might show up during the show, but I can't guarantee that. We are live tonight, week of May 3rd, 2016, to hear live Tuesdays at 9.30pm Eastern, where replays Thursdays at 2. Check it out in our chat room at live.botnetwork.com, chat clients such as xchat, Merc and Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Vogue, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network. From there, if you click on the link, your default chat client will bring you to the chat room where everybody's talking and having a grand old time. Um, don't forget to visit uh, the forums over at vognetwork.com because every week we do post an update. Whenever we put an episode out, we do post a summary. So if you can't reach us via Skype, email, Twitter, Facebook. We have forums, so let us know what you think of the episode and how we can follow up with that. And looking in the chat room, um, everybody's kind of happy about the cat. Yes. Kitty takeover. And as K-chan says, the pussy wants pussy. Yes. Uh, that would be an amusing show. Oh, God. We get all of the people on Vogue, who have cats, just to have the cats on and meowing. Seriously, you know people would fucking listen into that shit. The Voice of Cats Network here at VogueNetwork.com. Thank, mm-hmm. thank you, Dark Tetsuya. You know people would listen into that shit. Probably so. <laughs> it's just a matter of can we get the cats to actually meow for that freaking long? No, and you're going to need boom mics to do it too for some of them. Yeah. 
Because where my setup is, Damien's just sitting right behind my chair. Mm-hmm. So I turn to look at Damien. He's meowing right into the microphone. <laughs> Staring right at you, huh? Well, now he's, you know, turned around because I turned him around when uh, he was getting all horn doggish. Lord Jesus, Jesus Lord. I got him looking at other things now. <laughs> Something to distract him. Like his blanket? No, that's out in the living room. All right. Um, let's kick things off with, how was your week? How was your day? Um, Michael John. Um, so, <clears throat> yes, KHN, Deadpool porn. Um, well, I was really excited for this weekend because there was a bacon fest. And then because of the rain, even though they said rain or shine, because of the rain, they canceled it. So I got no bacon. K-chan, don't give her any ideas. But then my mother and my cousin were nice enough that they went shopping today, and now I have two bacons. Hmm. Is it thick slab bacon? I don't think so. Hmm. It's the kind of bacon that I can bake with, though. That's any kind of bacon. Yes, but thick slab bacon is not good in some things because it's just too thick. It's too greasy. Mm -hmm. True. So I think I'm going to get some cinnamon rolls and make some bacon cinnamon rolls. Uh, because yummy. Are you drinking? Maybe. I guess that justifies for me to get another, another thing of beer on the first break, so there. Maybe. Lord. Well, while I was out, getting the rest of my Mother's Day gift stuff and birthday stuff and all of that. Um, I stopped in a liquor store and they actually had the cocktail versions of the kinky products, so I had to I had to try it. And? It's tasty, tasty shit. Lord. Well, I like the liqueur by itself anyway. So the cocktail just takes the liqueur and basically makes it like a Smirnoff ice. So it's just a malted sweet beverage and it's delicious. Mm. But yeah, other than getting some asshole his birthday gift, that's it. Why must you talk about your cousin like that? You're, you're terrible. I know, Absolutely right? Absolutely terrible. Well, since, you know, her birthday isn't until October, I guess I can return the other gifts that I got. Yeah, I've done that for, for some bitch back in February a couple times, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an interesting show. Yeah, yes, it is. There will, there will be no middle ground. Oh, no. It's especially since... We're both drinking. This is going to be horrible. You know this to be true. Yes. yes. We're already getting a late start. Yeah, and I was mm -hmm. drinking before the show, too, so... Well, now, we're, now we know why we're getting a late start. No, not really. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's continue. All right. Um... My week and day has been quite interesting besides having these audio issues. And by the way, uh, Crystal Chronicles podcast has just been updated. So, 
Um, I went and ordered some stuff off of Amazon. I'm waiting for that to get here because I needed to replace a few things around the house. Now, one thing is I needed was a stand for my headphones. Now, like I said earlier in the show, or I'm probably going to hit the cutting room floor. Well, what happened was last week, I believe, my headphones fell. My computer tower has a door, and normally I hang the headphones on the door. But I guess over time of hanging it there, the door broke. So I went and got these hooks. I went and I had the hooks on here for about maybe about a week and a half. And it was working good. Until one day I wake up. And the Fire Nation attacked? Yeah, damn stoners. Um, (laughs) Headphones were, were on the floor along with the hook. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to contact uh, Amazon and send them back. Those cooks cost me seven bucks. It's going to cost me six and change to ship them back. And I said, fuck it. I will find a use for them somewhere around here or something like that. Something more lightweight. So I end up Sunday night ordering a... um... Alright. End up ordering on Sunday night a replacement, like like a stand. You know, when you go into various like like electronic stores, that they have the headphones on like these nice acrylic and metal stands. I got a nice acrylic one, and I ordered it Sunday night, and it said it was going to arrive Monday. Okay, cool, no problem. Well, my one of my birthday gifts arrived Monday because I ordered them both at the same time. The other one hasn't shown up yet. So it's like, what the hell? So I get, I get an email from Amazon around 9 o'clock that night saying that my order has been shipped and I'm going to receive it on the 2nd. Yesterday was the 2nd. I received the email around 9.30 on May 2nd. <laughs> but it, And I'm like, what sense does that shit fucking make? So eventually it showed up at my house at 10 o'clock this morning. So now... I have a nice steady place to put this. Let's see how long this lasts, because it's nice, but I might end up sending this back and get something a little bit more heavier, but we will see. And that has been my weekend day. Besides Fun. besides the usual audio edit uh, foobar um, in the beginning, which will probably be edited out before the re-air and the podcast feed. Oh, and... I finally replaced my desk lamp. Woohoo! I just need a little pencil cup to put all my pens and pencils in. And despite all the fuck-ups, I guess because there's only two of us, we're kind of making good time tonight, so we're going to go ahead, take our break. I'm going to turn off the, um... I'm going to turn off the coffee maker and probably save that for later, grab another blue moon, and kickstart the show off. Um... Yeah, so... Adjust this properly, and we'll be back.
So, uh, Mako-chan, is it safe to say that K-chan knows you quite well, or what? Huh? Evidently, K-chan says she knows you quite well. Well, yeah, Deadpool porn and booze. But that doesn't say that doesn't count for much, does it? No, but it definitely may. God. <laughs> Okay, let's let's get it to um tonight's art show. I'm gonna adjust the volume so that set interference doesn't work. I mean, doesn't uh, act up. I'm gonna end up replacing both those cables. Oh, I think this first article is something we can definitely. I think we could go back and forth on something we could definitely discuss. Sure. Now, this is something we have talked about on this show all the time, like. What can you learn in the real world from being a cosplayer? That's something we have discussed here. And some people say you can. Some people say you cannot. Well, according to this list from Gobiano.com, there are nine real job skills you can learn from being a cosplayer. Yeah, number one I already laugh at. Time management. That's such bullshit. Yep. If that if that was the case, there would be less than two percent of cosplayers bringing their sewing stuff equipment to the con, stuck in their room till the last day to to do their uh, cosplays. I mean, some people can probably do the whole mm-hmm. time management thing well, but the amount of people that I see on Facebook going. I've got to get this done by tonight. I've got to get it done. I've got to get it done. And then they're bringing it to the convention anyway. And does it help the fact that there are some cosplayers who say, oh, I can knock this out a week before the convention. Famous last words. No. 
some people are able to do it. They take the time. They start extremely early. They do things bit by bit. That's not the people on my Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do see cosplayers like, oh, I am done, and they just put on this challenge. Now, there's a few cosplayers I know who have said, I can knock this out within a week, and it's done. Okay. Now, let me tell you something. Even everybody on the staff here can tell you, I have the shittiest time management issues. And if you don't believe me, I can just point you to the back backload of videos that need to go up onto the YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and the thing is, it doesn't take long for me to put them together and edit and post. It's just me sitting and putting the time together to do it and then getting easily sidetracked. The closing the time management I have somehow been able to figure out is appointments in Outlook. Because every time I open up Outlook, and it's also tied to my phone, I do get my updates of what's going on. Mm. Number two, networking. Well, that one I can understand, but at the same time, there are cosplayers that say that they're networking and they're not. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, I've got such a great network. You know, I'm really networking. No, you have a lot of people following you. You have a lot of, you know, people commenting. Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, you don't know those people. Exactly. And they're not going to do anything for you unless you do something for them. And I'm not talking about legal something. Oh, really? Well, um, sex for money or Mm -hmm. sex for something like that is Mm -hmm. called prostitution. Mm -hmm. And in most places, it's not legal. Yes. So unless you're in uh, um, Nevada, no. And only certain parts of Nevada. I mean, from uh, from my point of view, I don't – yeah, I am a cosplayer. And I do find myself networking with various photographers and people in the industry, and I do talk to them on occasion. That's my type of networking. I'm thankful in a way of there are people in my network, like voice actors and actresses, I can ask them to do a bumper or something like that for me. And I don't like doing that, but that's something in my network. I mean, I can ask cosplayers if they're interested in being in a photo shoot or interviews and stuff like that. And there are people, some of them I do know outside of the whole cosplay aspect. And I get just to hang out and shoot the shit with them, you know? And we find out how we can help each other out, out in the real world. So networking is something. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I'll say a good 75%. It's that 25% you have to work, you know, you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Number three is creative thinking. And that's actually, you know, pretty good. Is finding creative solutions to get through to a certain goal. Also known as jury rigging. Mm, yes yeah. and no. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just coming up with elaborate cosplays and figuring things out, you have to think creatively to do it. It's just like any other, you know, issue that you have. Sometimes it takes going 
you know, off and outside of the box mm -hmm. to get something done. So this one I can definitely say is a good one. Yep. Number four, working well under pressure. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. If I had a nickel for every time I've seen a cosplayer freak out on their Facebook and not get it done, I could hire somebody with benefits to tell them, I told you so, full time. See, the yeah, one... working under pressure, that's because most cosplayers, the pressure is themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't have, you know, such deadlines that it's going to cost them their job unless right. they're a model or, you know, something like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just cosplay in general. Mm -hmm. People will freak out because they don't have their cosplay done for a convention and they're not doing anything. They're not, you know, going into the masquerade. They're not mm -hmm. going into judging. They just freak out because it won't be done for the convention itself. See, in that case, you know, if it ain't ready by the time the con rolls around, don't fucking worry about it. There's other conventions. You are not the center of attention, my darling little special snowflake. Yeah, there have been many times that I haven't gotten something done either because a piece didn't work or something like that. I'm like, screw it. I'll just use it for the next convention. Am I upset? Yes. But I'm the one putting that pressure on myself. Yeah, you got to understand, if it ain't ready in time, there are other opportunities to get shit done. All right. Research. I, I find it funny that most cosplayers were slackers, or probably were slackers in high school and college, when it came to term papers and stuff, didn't want to do the research on something that that's probably worth half your grade or three quarters of your grade or something like that. But God forbid, it's a cosplay. These you'll go. Balls they will find the one picture of the back of a cosplay just so that they can get you know the back layers correct. And they will search forever and find it on some random, lame-ass Chinese or Japanese website. Even though they don't understand the language, they know enough to be able to type in the character's name in Japanese and what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to knock, but I'm just saying, if you, you as a cosplayer, if you can put all this time, money, and effort into researching something for your cosplay... Please apply this to real life when it comes to doing extracurricular assignments or even better, your real life job. I freaking love researching. Mm -hmm. Mainly because it feels so good to go, look, I found it and you couldn't, bitch. Part of my job it was researching. If I couldn't, I had like 10 minutes to see if I could find a solution, if not check the device in. And that's what falls under working well under pressure, automatically knowing what to search for, which sites to check, and where, to, which posts to skip to find what could be the answers. All right. Number six, pattern making. 
you can't knock that. You can't knock that, but when are you really going to use it unless you are going to be a seamstress or something, you know, like that? When does pattern making actually, you know, help you with a job? Like, this is all supposed to be real job skills. Mm -hmm. And while pattern making is good, unless, you know, it, it's not going to be something that's going to be for widespread jobs. It's mm -hmm. a very, very unique job skill. Yeah, I can't... The closest thing to pattern making I could see in from my field of IT is putting out the parts for a PC but that's one hell of a stretch number seven something that I had to learn in college and something that I still somewhat use to this day when it comes to doing things project planning now here's something you may not realize you know when you look at your convention schedule and you go like, I'm going to this panel, this panel, this, this, this. Technically, you're project planning. You're planning out your convention, which is technically, you could say, is a project. Now, there is this program called Microsoft Project that I used. Basically, what it does is it helps you to get things done. If you have to get this cosplay done, you, get, you put in there each part of the cosplay that has to be done, and you put a timeline of time you're giving yourself to get it done. And this includes, like, when to order this piece, when to order that piece, do this, this, and that. And let's say you slip over your time. You could adjust the timeline and everything else adjusts accordingly. That way you can actually figure out and measure how much time it really does take you to make this particular cosplay. Now, in the real world, if you're at work and you have a presentation to do, presentation, you're breaking everything you're doing in the presentation, and the time it's taking you to get each part done. That way you can have it done a few days beforehand. Look at everything you do as a project, and you lay it out properly, and most of the time you'll get it done. And no, having, having to sit there and plan, pl doing a project planning on a, to beat a video game in a week doesn't count. I think it would. But would you put that down on a resume? I would not say that I, you know, project plan to beat a video game, but I would say that, you know, I had a goal and my goal was a week and I wrote down the plan for it, you know, little things like that. Okay. I'll it's look like it. using working conventions to actually, you know, get a job because you're volunteering and you have experience and you're working with Japanese culture and all of that. And that impresses people. It impresses people a lot more instead of going and saying, yes, I dress up and go and hang out with my friends. And also the most important thing, customer service skills. Mm -hmm. Unless you're one of those asshole staffers, but that's a story for another time. So number eight, budgeting. And this one I laugh at too. Yes. Yes. There are plenty of times that you see people going, I spent all of my money on my cosplay. I do not have money for food. 
I don't have money for a room. Can I crash with somebody? See, I used to be the guy where if you didn't have enough money for the room, you could have made a difference in booze. But here's the thing. At the end of the weekend, that booze is coming home with me. Booze ain't a rental. Booze is a keeper. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand when you, if you project plan properly, okay, not properly, if you project plan, you're throwing in budgeting. You're going to figure out how much it's going to cost you to get each of these fabrics. You're well, go, if you're, you're doing gonna... it correctly, you're doing time management, yeah. you're doing budgeting. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. People aren't doing it correctly. Right. Or they, you know, start doing things and don't realize just how much the materials are going to be because they're not doing their research. It all ties together. If you can't, you know, if you can't sit down and do everything correctly, you're gonna screw it up. Yeah, I mean, case in point, I had, I I cosplayed Tenchi Masaki last year, and I had put in a budget for that. Now I budgeted because I was told it would take about fifty dollars in fabric and materials to do. Okay, done come to find out that the costume was a little bit too short because I did not get enough fabric. Shit happens. Now I know for future reference how much more that I need. One thing about budgeting, you're not going to get it right the first time, but every time you budget, if you're making the same mistakes, you might want to go back and see what's going on. Don't forget to calculate other stuff like the cost for shipping, your tax, and all this other stuff, you know. Just because it's 20 bucks doesn't mean it's 20 bucks yeah this is what people that you know those people that sell you stuff online and you go why is it so expensive it's because they budget mm -hmm. and they look at not only the price of the material but the price of the things that they need to actually make it whether that's paint brushes or needles or pins you know, that's all little things that you don't necessarily think of right away, and you have to, at, you know, oh, I forgot, I don't have this, I have to go get this, and all it is is, you know, like, bias tape. You know, if you don't think all of that through, that's where you start screwing up your budget. Mm -hmm. So when you look at, you know, all these nice things online, and you go, why is it so expensive? Well, because they thought everything through. Yep. And they have to pay to have all of those items shipped to them and then make it and then ship it to you and then pay for the time that they made it. You know, it's not just the materials. And for those people that actually make their own cosplay, they get that. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I've got to get the pins. I've got to, you know, I've got to get an extra needle for my sewing machine. You know, oh, I need this special thread because it's going to hold up better on satin than this thread. So, yep. yeah. All of that goes into the budget. Hopefully you have learned something from us. And most importantly, when you're following various cosplayers on Facebook, they're going to reference stuff like this. They're going to tell you, remember to do this and do that. And it's probably going to come from one of these real job skills or something. Just so you know, they're not telling you this stuff to sound important and to be repetitive. They're telling you because they fucked up at one time and they don't want you making the same mistakes that they did. Alright. Um, 
Let's see what do we have next. Okay. Now, well, I need to find a, a particular song for this. Let me adjust the volume here. Perfect. Well, shit. It didn't even pop up like that. Oh, well. I'll just have to dig it up the old-fashioned way. Um, what we're going to talk about now is influences. Now, if you watch various animes, you'll discover some stuff is... You'll figure out that some series have been influenced from other things. Like, for example, Dragon Ball Z. This is a heavy reference... Heavy references to vegetables. And if you don't realize that, go look up half the names. Go right ahead. Kakarot. Napa. Raditz. Vegeta. Mm-hmm. And Garlic Jr. And it also references to underwear. Briefs. Trunks. Briefs. Boma. Bra? Yep. <laughs> oh, those little things. Yeah. So what I'm going to talk tell you about now is what is known as it's Prince's bizarre influence on Japanese anime. Prince as in the musician. Now, the article is to, it pretty much references JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. If you've been watching the series, you'll notice a lot of the characters in the series named after rock bands. You have characters such as Oingo Boingo, ACDC, Cars, and there's even a character named Vanilla Ice. And I think the villain in the current series is um, Giovanni Giorno, which is I think is a, a reference to um, Bon Jovi or something. I don't know off the top of my head. But anywho, uh, the, cre the creator of the series, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, Hirohiko Araki, is a major Prince fan. If you look at some of the characters, there are references. Like, if you look at, um, in, the, in the current anime, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, Josuke Higarashi, uh, I think, I don't remember, yeah, is Josuke. If you look at his school uniform, there is a, on one side is a symbol for peace, which is something, which is a reference to Prince's uh, movie, Sino the Times. And on the other side, there is a symbol that slightly resembles or is a reference to Prince's symbol when he changed his name. Josuke's hobbies include playing video games and listening to Prince CDs. There is also in the series, one of the special powers is called Gold Experience, which is the same name of Prince's 1995 album. But what's interesting is that, unlike the actual Prince comic books, Prince himself does not appear in the series, but his presence and influence. In many interviews, Araki has said Prince was his favorite artist. In the credit section of, of his mangas, he constantly made references to Prince, recommending that readers buy his albums or talk about a concert that he, went to see, he bought tickets for but kept getting postponed. But 
if there's been any doubt of Araki's fantasism with Prince, back in 2014, Prince's movie, Sign of the Times, had a 25th anniversary theater run in Japan. By this point, his obsession was so widely known that theaters distributed pamphlets containing an extended interview with the comic book artist. That's pretty cool. But, you know, there are other animes that have various references, like the series Bastard. Uh, there are a lot of references to the characters and spells that were based off of heavy metal bands, like Metallica, which was Metallica on a Castle, Bon Jovi, which is the hero knight Bon Jovina. There is a spell called Halloween. The mighty god Anthrax, which is known as Anthrax. I remember, you know, usually when you watch anime and you, like, wait, what? You hear something that's from an American TV show, cartoon, or hero, or something like that. And you're like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And you think it's kind of funny and it's cool. But if you follow the series as you get older, you realize a lot of Japanese mangakas are heavily influenced by a lot of stuff that we, that America puts out. Mako? Hmm. Your thoughts? Um, I don't know. I think it's just Japan itself. There's so many subcultures mm-hmm. that, you know, they they exist just because of the music industry here. Yeah. Like what? Right now they're going through. I I know they were going through an '80s craze. I think now they're going through something else and it's all based on music and what's not necessarily popular, but what pisses people off the most, I think. But yeah, I mean, there's so many anime and manga and just things in general that, you know, can, it comes directly from, American music, mm-hmm. or at least American musical artists. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I'm okay with scanlations sometimes. Because if a manga comes over, a lot of times, like if you buy the Tonkabons, when you read the comics, the books, on the side, episodes, you'll see little scribbits of notes from the mangaka, information here and there. A lot of times when, this, when the books come over, that's not there. Some scanlations, scanlators will actually go, take the time to translate that, those side notes. Because sometimes it's a reference to something in the series, and sometimes it's just so, it's something that the mangaka is kind of happy or wanted to share no, news about. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those manga, when they're doing the, the notes from the artist or the notes from the creator... A lot of it is talking about where where they got their specific ideas for that. And a lot of it is not necessarily day-to-day stuff, but, you know, things that truly influence them. Mm-hmm. And I love being able to read that because you don't in a lot of the actual licensed translated manga. They're getting better with it. And sometimes those little side notes you'll probably catch a reference to those side notes later as you're reading. You're like, oh, and get, and, and whatever it is, gets a lot more interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, moving on. 
Is it kind of odd because it's just the two of us or no? Eh, probably. Mm. Um, I guess this was one that you put up there? Yeah. Uh, Happy Marriage Manga Gets Live Action Drama Series. Yeah, because we don't really read about how mangas go straight to live action or something like that. It's usually manga goes anime, then it's live action or something like that. So, a live-action drama series adaptation of uh, Maki and Joiji's Happy Marriage has been greenlit. The drama will star Dean Fujioka and Nana Sino and will premiere exclusively on the Amazon Prime video service starting near the end of June. I wonder if it's the American or Japanese uh, Prime video service. Probably the Japanese one, which kind of sucks. Because uh, it doesn't it doesn't say, but it doesn't say. But they yeah. use they Japan has their own their own Prime stuff, mm -hmm. and it usually does not transfer over to regular Prime. Um, but the series itself, uh, Chiwa Takanishi works in an office in the morning and as a hostess in the evening to make ends meet. One day, she gets into an argument with a customer at the hostess bar, and she gets fired. The next day, when her superior at work calls her in, the one waiting for her was Hokuto Mamimia, the one she argued with the night before. Suddenly, he proposes a contract marriage um, to Chiwa. At first, Chiwa rebels against the prideful and selfish Hokuto, but soon learns about his past and finds himself, finds herself drawn to him. Hokuto also begins to be touched by the kindness and cheerfulness in Chiwa, and their marriage that began by contract slowly progresses to one where they are truly husband and wife. I've been, I've, I've looked into the forums here. It seems that Amazon uh, Prime Video has like a section for K dramas and stuff, so it could be a possibility of a worldwide thing. Hmm. So the director is Kentaro Otani, who was the co-director for the live-action Black Butler film. The scriptwriter is Taiko As uh, Asano, who mm -hmm. did Clover. Um, uh, and yeah, so the manga was launched in Petite Comic in 2009. And it's ten volumes. Hmm. Short and sweet. Yeah, this is definitely not my type of manga. Mm. But, yay, that's kind of cool that it got greenlit for a manga before the anime series. Alright, and speaking of Amazon and so forth, we're here to let you know that... And NBC Universal has bought DreamWorks Animation for $3.8 billion. Now, before you say, I thought it was Comcast that bought DreamWorks. Technically, they did. Comcast bought NBC Universal, I believe, a year, two years back. And that's under the umbrella of Comcast. So, technically, Comcast did buy it, but it seems like DreamWorks will be more tied closer to NBC Universal. According to the report, um, Comcast, which is a parent company, as I previously explained, they will pay 
will pay $41 to DreamWorks shareholders for each share of the stock. The transaction is expected to complete in full later this year. And from what I'm seeing, I don't think um, FTC and FCC or whatever is going to make a big stink about it. DreamWorks uh, CEO Jeffrey Kotzenberg will head DreamWorks' new media division, a new division for NBC Universal, and will serve as a consultant to NBC Universal as well. The studio will be folded into the Universal Filmed Entertainment uh, division, and DreamWorks Animation will be one of NBC Universal's animation labels alongside Illumination Entertainment. Um, DreamWorks currently owns licenses to Voltron and Saber Rider and the Star Sheriff through its acquisitions of Classic Media back in 2012. The company also owns licenses to various Godzilla films and some projects animated in Japan, such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, Netflix and DreamWorks Animation announced an expansion of its multi-year deal, which included the upcoming new Voltron series and its original series called Troll Hunters from Guillermo del Toro. So don't be too surprised, like, we see a DreamWorks channel popping up on your cable network soon. That would actually be kind of cool. Yeah. Or a lot of DreamWorks stuff ends up on the on the on the Universal uh, channel. Mm. Okay. So yeah, you know those fan service mouse pads. Oh pie. Yeah. Well, it seems that um, the male characters are now getting their own fan service mouse pads. One Piece's latest official mouse pad merchandise is going to include male characters, including Luffy, Ace, Law, and Zoro. So instead of big old boobies, you're going to get big old male boobies. <laughs> so in other words... Ladies, you'll get the rest of your arms on a on a six pack. Well, no, because that's lower. It is just the chest, the upper abs. Um, it's just showing the front, like kind of animated mimic of what it's gonna look like. So it does not show where the three D, you know, pop up is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um. But some of these, the pop ups look like it's gonna just be girly boob looking so I really hope that they flatten it out and don't round it out because this could look very very awkward uh. so they're going to retail for about sixteen fifty each and will be available only at the official One Piece Migawara store in Japan and then despite 2016 being the year of Sanji, no Sanji version has been announced. Who the fuck said it's the year of the Sanji? Who the fuck said it's the year of the One Piece? Get out of here with that. It's still the year Nobody of the... said it was the year of the One Piece. Who said it was the year of the One Piece? It's still the year of Luigi, if you ask me. Hey, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But no, just from what I know of the series, Sanji's actually becoming a you know, an actual interesting character now. Yeah, well, it's still one piece of trash in my book. Yeah, I, I I read the manga up until right 
after the two-year time skip when they were on the icy volcanic island thingy mm-hmm. and got captured and that's where it ended and it just got way 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 too boring for me on the plus side we're getting a brand new Naruto spin-off manga so which doesn't need to happen either <laughs> I told you it's gonna it's Flintstones kids. <laughs> it doesn't need to happen. I mean I'm I'm all for One Piece and the actual like really good plot um you know episodes of the manga are really good but they he stretches it way, way, way too much. There's way, way, way too many characters. And you find out that they're all important. So you really have to keep up with all of these characters and to try and keep up with every storyline because they're so extended gets boring. And I tried. I really, really tried. And I just could not keep up with it because there's just way, way, way too much going on. As for Naruto... I don't know why they had to go into the Flintstone kids kind of thing. I think it was fine just, you know, ending with Naruto and finding out that he had a son. Nobody gives a fuck about his son. I still have to see uh, Boruto the movie. Nobody gives a fuck about his son. <laughs> I cannot believe that they decided to have a spin-off manga about his fucking son, which is basically Naruto with a new name. Mm. And this is me. I love Naruto, but I can't stand this shit. You don't say Hinata. You don't say. Anyway, anyway getting into sequels that I actually do care about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I'm bad. You, you're, 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 you're terrible. Now, see, if they would have done Naruto's spinoffs as just a one-shot, instead of, you know, trying to make the bank that Naruto did, I would be fine with it. You know, oh, you know, let's see him get uber angsty and emo because his father's never there because his father's Hokage finally. You know, I get that. But, you know, creating a whole series around his kid just is milking the franchise, and I hate when people do that. Naruto, the next generation. Any <sighs> gauge. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> Just, no. I mean, some of these things really should, you, you know, these creators should just go, maybe I should come up with something different. Well, well let's see if Hollywood can do that first. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Anyway, on to sequels that I actually care about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We had previously talked about um, a new manga one-shot 
for the card captor Sakura manga. Well, new news has come out, and basically it's going to return to monthly serialization, and Sakura is going to be a junior high student. So with new toys and a themed cafe and even a hairdryer, it's actually, you know, kind of cool that one of fans' favorite magical girls is coming back. So not only are we getting a new manga, we're getting a new anime. Yeah. I'm not so, complaining because I do like Card Captain Sakura. Yeah, I just, you know, I didn't think that there was enough left over from what was going on to give Sakura, you know, somewhat of an of a new ending. I'm just really, really, really hoping it doesn't suck. But yeah, so it was announced last uh, last month that a new card capter Sakura manga was coming soon from the creators Clamp. Um, and it was you know just this little blurb saying that it was going to be kind of a one shot epilogue type of thing but um, in the most recent issue of Nakayoshi it contains an announcement that not only is Sakura about to make her triumphant return to the magazine pages but that she's sticking around for a while Um, it's going to start a brand new arc and it starts off with Sakura having a mysterious dream uh, which also reveals, uh, oh, um, starts out that she's ha- uh, when she has a mysterious dream, teases the Nakayoshi promotion, which also revealed that Sakura is now a first-year middle schooler, as opposed to being an elementary school like she was in the original series. The new series begins in July. Um, so just and for those people that can't wait, the July. Nakayoshi goes on sale June 3rd. And Scanlations will be available June 5th. I don't even give it that long. Yeah. With how popular this is going to be, I don't even give it that long. I would not be surprised if June 4th you're waking up, which would be about 24 hours after it's released. June 4th you're waking up and there's already... You know, the scanlated. Done. Yeah. I guess she has to find brand new cloud cards. I doubt that. Because she's already had to find them twice. But, like, I, I hope that's not what it is. Because if she's just finding the freaking cloud cards again, or now they're called soccer cards, if she's just finding the cards again, that's gonna be really boring well maybe from the dream she has this she gets she finds a little device and she takes this device and puts it on her arm and takes the cloud cards and lays them out on the device and uses them (laughs) this isn't Yu-Gi-Oh oh Oh, come on 
That would be kind of awesome to see Sakura standing there with the dueling disc, with the cloud cards, and like five co- people cosplaying the different cloud cards standing behind her going, your move. No. <laughs> I'm actually hoping that she has to go to China. Oh, yeah? Well, that's where the original cloud cards, you know, started. Which is why everybody comes from China to Japan to recapture them. So I'm really hoping that she has to go to China and do something there. As long as she avoids Jusankyo, she'll be good. (laughs) Like, I'm hoping that it's, you know something to do with the past and having to, you know, either re-energize something or, I mean, there was a reason why Clow made the cards in the first place. So maybe an old enemy is back or some shit like that. I would love to see her have to actually go to China besides a movie. but that's just me. Make it fresh, do something somewhat original, and don't have her chasing after the cards again. In other words, make it work. Yes. Okay. Now that we got that out the way, um, the Skype line is now off, it is now open, so if you have any questions about tonight's program, um, just give us a buzz at Anime Jam Session. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time constraints. And now that we got that going, we're going to go into the open forum topic, provided I can actually pull up my web browser. Hold on, let me pull this up. That's an engaging post. How nice. Cool. Alright. The open forum topic is where we post a question about a topic in an anime cosplay uh, fandom. If you don't want us to use a, your real name, just put a different name before you post your answer. And we ask that you keep it civil as well. And this is this week's open forum topic. An American theme. It's simple for you. If you were going to bring over an anime series, what anime song would you put as its opening theme? What anime or what song would it be? Okay, Kei-chan says that her pick would be Hakyu, which is a volleyball anime. And with the song, Bigger, Faster, Stronger, Better by uh, Daft Punk. With the fact that the team works towards their goals, as the song implies, I know Daft Punk is a French techno group, where I think they are, but darn it all, the song still works. Okay. Uh, Kelly says, uh, Bare Naked Ladies, one week for Fushigi Yugi, because that's how fracking insane all the relationships are on that show. And why the hell did everyone fall, fall in love with Miyaka? She's only slightly more likable than Bella from Twilight. Okay. I have toyed around with a couple of these, and one I, I definitely think would work would uh, be... Oh, fuck. I forget the person who wrote this song. Thank you. Thank you, Interwebs. 
Alright. There we go. I would do Mr. Roboto by Styx to Saber Marionette J. That would be interesting. <laughs> and Soft Cells Tainted Love to either Ranma One Half or Tenchi Muyo. Well, we could do Everclear's Father of Mine to Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> or Full Metal Alchemist if we're, if we're bold enough. Mm. Okay, Mako, what would you th- what would you pick? Right said Fred's I'm too sexy for or on high school host club. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, seriously, could you, you know, actually think about that being the opening theme song? It would be amazing. I, I I can't I I can't fight you on that one because it 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 does work. Mm-hmm. It does. Yep. Or. Uh oh. Something from RuPaul. To high to host club. Because there are definitely a couple of songs in there that would work. And that would make it even funnier. Well, this one's obvious. Um, even though there's an AMV to it. Wild Wild West to Trigun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I prefer a little Bon Jovi to Trigon. Living on a prayer. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase cloudy. Mm. Wanted dead or alive. Okay. Okay. I can, I can see that. I just see that one working slightly better. Wild Wild West, I could see working for Cowboy Bebop, though. Yeah. I could see um, T.S. for Fear spin me right round to uh, Space Dandy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I gotta pull this up. Uh-oh. This is for Space Dandy. What? I just posted it into our chat. All right. 
Alright, uh, let me pull it up real quick. This to Space Dandy, huh? I have never heard of this. When it gets to the lyrics, you'll understand why I said this. Okay. Now, just you have to hear the refrain. All right. <laughs> that could be for any Yaoi series that's running right now. Yeah, but you have to admit, that's really good for Space Dandy, too. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Actually, you know what? If you, if you, All right. For the Tenchi OVAs, Queen, Princes of the Universe. That would work. Yes. And then there's always Quasi DJs coming ride a train for Galaxy Express. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, Unfortunately, are... that would work too. We are so terrible. Yep. Semi charm life for perfect blue. Oh my god! <laughs> well, now that I know what what the what the song is about, yeah. <sighs> okay, I, I I think we're done here. Um, unfortunately, no calls on the Skype line, so we're switching things over. Oh, Mako-chan, I think you got some interesting, I think you got some interesting stuff this week. Yep. Especially, yeah. I can't say this is the best shit you have found ever, but this makes the top five. Yeah, the first one and the third one. The second one was just kind of, you know, thrown in there because of last week. This first story is something that Hapusai and Moroku would all be all over for. There we go. There is a web game called Pancore. It's a panty-collecting game. It's no joke, and it boasts over a thousand panties. 1,044 to be exact. You actually count it? No, that very first one that's up there, that very first picture says 1,044. Oh. Well, if there's a slash here, we don't know how to balance any, so... The beta for this panty-collecting game is called Gokuja Obao... Pantsu Korekushon. People, when this came out, people thought this was an April Fool's Day joke. Because registration opened at midnight on March 31st. 
which is generally the official start of April Fool's Day, depending on who, who who's playing who's playing ball, you know. The game is based on the manga Gokujo, Goku Karin, Joshu Kyoro, Monogatari, Extreme Woman, The Tales of Gokurain Girls School Dorm, which was also adapted into an anime whose more explicit episodes were streamed online. In between short visual novel sections, the game is based on a battle system where female characters from the manga go up against one another in fights for their undergarments. Uh, yep, um, 1044. Um, I am curious to check this out, but since I don't really know Japanese that well, it's like I might just have to give it a pass. Or if somebody goes ahead and um, translates it. Now, as for these anime episodes, I might have to go search around and see how outlandish it is. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of that OVA uh, colors. Yeah. Yeah. So, next one. Yeah. As a follow-up to the really outlandish... Uh, Japanese to English uh, translation book. We now have Nikotan. What? It's cats. God. Um, it says because cats are the true universal language. So it's still like it's based on cats. So it's cat-related phrases. Um, so it's it's basically describing these pictures. One picture is a cat in what looks like an itty-bitty walk. And the English is the cat curls up asleep in a pan. And then it gives the Japanese sononeko wa nabe no naka ni maruku nate nemasu. That is a damn mouthful. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, hold a stuffed animal, rub against each other, uh, roll around on its back. <laughs> um, yeah. It rains cats and dogs. Cats hide their claws. And then certain sayings, like when the cat's away, the mice will play. And uh, put a bell on the cat. And then goes into describing, you know, the body parts. So it goes ears and eyes and brows and cheek and mouth. And then goes into eye colors. It's freaking adorable. Because it is literally just all cats. And it's only 13 bucks. You should check and see if Kino Kuniya has it. Yeah. It's freaking adorable. 
Alright. This last one... It's winning. I love it. Yeah. This is, like... I, this is my kind of job. Yeah, it would be. Mm-hmm. We've talked about, in the past, um, hentai common. We've talked about the fact that there is a film coming up, a second film. But it seems that the people behind this movie is looking to hire some extra hands. But not the type of hands you would think. Pervy security detail is needed to guard panties for upcoming hentai common film release. If you go over to the employment website, you'll find a special posting called Abnormal Security. Those positions are for guarding cast members during an opening event of the movie, escorting panties, and delivering said panties to cast members. There's no age restriction on this, but the ad wants you to know wants applicants to have a genuine strong sense of justice, possess common sense, and bring a spirit of ecstasy to security work. And you'll get paid $450 for six hours work. And that includes breaks, meal allowance, transportation, and uniform rental. And that does come with the panty mask. I want to do this. Oh, God. For six hours of work for 450 bucks, and all you're doing is, quote-unquote, guarding cast members during the opening events, escorting panties, and delivering panties to cast members. I freaking want to do this. I mean, this is just so freaking weird and awesome. I really, 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 really want to do security for this. This would be awesome. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Somehow, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. What? You're just a security guard. No, you doing it! It would be awesome! Uh... Oh, come on. Don't tell me you could not see me walking around with panties on my head guarding panties. Um, uh, uh, maybe if they were granny panties. <laughs> Jerk face. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and take our last break and then come back and wrap things up. Okay. Pet, pet. Good Mako Chan. <laughs> we'll be back.
Okay, that was a pretty good episode. Yep. And I also did something different. I flipped the microphone to the other side just in case when the headphone fell, the static was coming from that from that port. Mm-hmm. So eh, it's an improvement, but I'm still gonna probably order replacement cables either tonight or tomorrow morning. Alright, uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for enjoying uh, the two-person episode, which is how I used to run the podcast years ago. Then it became a giant uh, free-for-all brawl. But if, yep. You li- yep. but if you like what you heard, tell a friend, they enter, tell another friend, and so on and so forth. Um, let us know what you think of the show. Um, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. Tell us what's up. We are here to believe you. Check out our brand new accidentally revamped website at animejamsession.com. Um, I went into the back end to update WordPress. That was fine. I went in to update the theme, and that broke everything. And I couldn't. Yeah, I I couldn't get things back to the way it was. So there was another theme I had downloaded, and I used that, and I like it. The only issue is it doesn't show you who wrote the article or who wrote the blog post, and that irks me to no end. You don't know who wrote it till you read the whole thing. So until I can find a better theme, I'm sticking with that for right now. So that and I don't see myself buying this theme just to get into the support forums to ask one stupid question. So, no. But, anywho, if you if you do like what we have on our site, and if you have trouble checking out our podcast, you can always find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. Check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TV, where we post all of our convention videos, masquerade videos, interviews, and all that cool stuff. If you want to see what videos that we like and what we may post, um, you can check me out at youtube.com slash djvonmas, and you can find Mako-chan over at youtube.com slash jupluna, twitter.com slash TV. That is our Twitter page for updates on our website when photos and videos are going up and other cool stuff. If you want to interact with us on Twitter, you can find me at twitter.com slash djvonmas, and you can find Mako-chan over at twitter.com slash jovedea. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We're almost hitting 3,000, and that's really cool. I just want to say to everybody who listens, I mean, not listens, who follows our Facebook page, who likes the articles and the videos and everything we post, thank you so much. We couldn't have done it without y'all. As long as you continue to like our page and the content that we have, We'll always continue to add more stuff. Um, if you want to interact with us on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmas or that djronmas guy. Or you can head on over to... Oh, there you go. You can head on over to um, facebook.com slash makoto makochan kino. You can find makochan. She might post a recipe there, so swing by. And don't forget, we are on the VOD Network twice a week. Stupid cable. We're on the VOD Network twice a week. You can find us uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, live Tuesdays, encores on Thursdays. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. You can always find these other cool shows, such as the Star Wars Power Coupling Podcast, the Geek Card, the Bobby Blackwell Show, 
Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Range of Pride, Game Bowie, and Guys on a Show. You definitely want to check out those podcasts. They're different, cool, geek-centric stuff, different topics. Definitely check them out. So we're going to go around the room and do last words, Mako. Um, yeah, I've been reading a lot of Harry Potter um, crossovers with the Avengers, and it's actually kind of cool. Um, let's see. I'm going to go visit a friend tomorrow because she's been in a bit of a funk, so I'm actually going to throw some food together and be like, let's just hang out, eat, have some beer, and just watch anime. You know, cool stuff. You know. She has to go back out to Florida to handle some stuff, so hopefully make her feel good. All that cool shit. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah, that is it. End of list. Uh, hopefully next week we'll be back to the three-man team. Um, either Ari or Ichigo will be here. If not, me and Mako will do it, and we'll have special guest uh, Jim Bean. That could work. Of course it would work. I would rather have Jose as the guest, but that's just me. Mm, not kinky enough for you? No, I'm almost out of that. Lord... Did I tell you that I got a con a con chair hooked on the kinky? Nice. Yeah, this was uh, she was a guest at Nauticons a couple of years back, and that's, and I brought her a couple of sample bottles, and she loved it. It is definitely a very tasty liqueur. Mm. It just needs more vodka, and luckily they came out with a straight vodka. I actually have um they came out with kinky flame, which is their version of Fireball. Mm. I have two shooters of it, and I have not tried it yet. But maybe I'll do that tomorrow. <sighs> you lush, you. Yep. You think we're done stalling for time here? Probably. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Um, we'll be back here next week. Things are back to normal. Um... Our next convention will be CloverCon in a couple of weeks, so stay tuned with that as we talk about that awesome convention. So, alright. I'm Ranma. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Night! You sound happy. Well, I'm two drinks in. Okay. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Oh, you sound like a lush. Yep. Alright, goodnight, everybody.
Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!